Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the Bama Standard, your home of post-scrimmage recaps. Go ahead, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you're in the live chat, do your thing. I see that y'all already rowdy, waiting on Stephen M. Smith to make his grand entrance. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your host, Justin Riley. With me, as always, is a living legend, the star of the show, the king, undisputed king of comedy, Don, Don Brown. Don, Don. <laughs> hey, man, look, let me say this, man, before we go any further. I, I We need to nail this down. Uh, Steven, he came in late. I don't appreciate that. Not because he came in late. I'm supposed to come in late. Why? Because I'm the star of the show. Everybody's supposed to wait on me. So, Steven, you got to do better, man. You try, I think you're trying to steal my shine. I don't appreciate it, but you know what? Look, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not trying to do it, man. I'll be trying to avoid people. People be flagging me down. I'm trying to avoid folks. They ain't like that. <laughs> I know what it is. So, I, okay, Stephen, can you tell the people the reason people were, were flagging you down, they were asking you questions about me and my, my lifestyle. Is that it? Was that it? Yeah, yes, yeah, they were. They were. Okay. okay, you good? You good. Let's go on with it, guys. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm excited. Introducing the senior analyst of Touchdown Alabama Magazine and international sex symbol, Stephen M. Smith. Stop. Don't. That's my guy. That's my guy. Amen. For the record, I like you better than Marvin. Uh, uh, I, I appreciate that. I will, let, I will not let Marvin know that, but I appreciate that. Yeah, that's my guy. That's my guy. Well, folks, we so, all know so, why you're here. We're everybody's excited. This would possibly be a turning point in terms of who starts where, especially at that quarterback position. Coach Saban today, he asked the question: How many people were going to elevate their game and gain the trust of their teammates? One of the words that rang true throughout the entire presser was consistency, consistency, consistency. He said the execution was there, and one of those places was the quarterback position. And, fellas, looks like we are starting to figure out how things are going to shake up. The quarterbacks were impressive today. Most importantly, one specifically, and that was Jalen Milrow. Before each of us get to give our take on it, Stephen and Smith, you're closer to the action than we are. Kind of fill us in on how well Jalen did. And I want to add, he was the only one to take reps with the ones today. He didn't, he didn't get well, go with the twos or threes. He's with the ones the entire time. That tells us something, but Stephen, go ahead. I mean, uh, he he's pulled away. He's pulled away. A couple of touchdown passes from him today. He's pulled away. Poised in the pocket. He's ripping it. And what I've been told, uh, way more comfortable now under Tommy Reed's going through reads. Like he's going to read one, read two, read three, and he's getting to go. He is letting it go, very confident in the arm now. We know what he is as an athlete, but the passing ability has gotten there. The passing ability is there. He's throwing it with confidence. He's throwing it with precision. He's throwing it with some swagger. He's pulled away. He's pulled away. Now, Milrow and Buckner, Buckner had a good day also. He led a touchdown drive. Buckner had a good day. But I'm going to tell you all this, the brother that's coming – Dylan Lonegan, and he's coming fast, mm. like fast. Saban talked about it. A lot of potential, a lot of upside, a lot of good stuff with this kid. The one thing that's holding Lonegan back is the experience, mm -hmm. and he'll get that as he gets reps. But I kind of see Dylan Lonegan much like, remember 2017 with Tua? The mm -hmm. 
that was holding Tua back was experience. But Coach Saban said, we're going to get Tua reps. We're going to get him in there. And if we need him, he'll be ready. Mm -hmm. Like that with Dylan Larnigan, if you need him, uh, he will be ready at some point. There's a lot of potential there. But today was Jalen Milrose day. So, so Stephen, you know what, man? And it was it's, it's turning out just like I thought. Uh, Dylan Larnigan was the dark horse. And he, he what he did, he reared his ugly head and he never went back in the hole. And the thing is, man, now a lot of the fans were up on Ty Simpson, which I'm not taking anything away from him. But now Dylan Larnigan is like, wait a minute. I, I, Coach Saban came after me for a reason, too. So mm -hmm. he's stepping up, man. And the thing is, overall, you know, we just want the quarterback that's going to give us the best uh, possibility to win. But in the scheme of things, it's great that the quarterback room is starting to really develop and everybody is starting to move forward. So from, from this scrimmage, man, it's telling us a lot, you know, uh, and, and it's showing fans that because – a person had a bad experience, they shouldn't be uh, defined as a bad person or a person who messes up. I really believe that Jalen Miro is going to uh, do a great job this season. Um, and, 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 and he has, it's like him against the world because I think he's, he's rated the lowest quarterback in, in the SEC right now, from what I understand. But, I mean, again, everybody's basing that on his his, his, his game against Texas A&M, which he wasn't mm -hmm. fair. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. And then uh, I'm just looking forward to the whole quarterback room doing a yeah. good job. That's, that's, that's really what it is. I'm going to say this. Tommy Reese is building this thing. And, and mm -hmm. Reese talked about it. We're not going to overhaul the entire Alabama offense, but we are going to have a – Gonna play with swagger. It's gonna play with confidence. We're gonna run the football, and we're mm -hmm. going to take shots down the field when it's needed and when and when we need to. And like we mentioned on last week, guys, you know, uh, last week was the defense's week, and, and mm -hmm. we figured that it was hot out there. It's the first scrimmage. It was gonna be the defense week. This week, what do we see? Balance. The offense came out this week and said, "Hey, we gonna do some stuff." When you have a balance, when both sides are going at each other. You got a balanced team. You never want to see it. You never want to see just one side dominate the whole thing. You want that give and take to it. Hey, Justin, what did we say last week? We said, you know what? It's always like this. The defense jumps off yeah. the charts first, and then when the, when the offense in this, uh, particularly that offensive line gels. Then now you start seeing balance. They're going back and forth, and now it's an even kill of iron sharpens iron. So everybody's getting better. Everybody's gelling. And believe it or not, because the offense is getting better, that means, guess what? The defense is going to get much better. Oh, yeah. So that's a good look. That's a great look. Man, I'm, I'm really excited. And it comes as no surprise to me that Jalen Milrow is thriving because he has a coach – who said in his press conference he's designing this this play calling according to what their skill set provides. He's not trying to make them be something they're not, unlike our previous OC, Bill O'Brien. He's designing it to what they can do, to where they're comfortable, and that's, that will give them confidence in what they do. Today, I was really excited to hear about Dylan Larkin. Steven and Steve, we, we y'all both called it. I've called it. 
I've always liked this guy. And some of the reasons why, well, first of all, the, what sticks out to me, Dylan Lonergan is a two-sport star. More importantly, he's a pitcher. That means everything he does is precise. It's calculated. He understands curves, angles, and tendencies. Dylan has vision beyond the X's and O's. It's psychological to him. He learns the psyche of not only his teammates but his opponents, and he already knows how they're going to respond. And as a pitcher, you have to possess the unshakable confidence mixed with a little bit of arrogance, meaning even if he messes up, he's still going to beat you. And here in the offseason, no one has shown more poise than Dylan Lonergan. I really like that about him. And one of the the uh, also one of the things that's going in his favor, he doesn't have all the pressure to be the guy right now, unlike Milrow and Simpson. He's just mm-hmm. out there trying to trying the ball and show coach, hey, you made a good decision bringing me on this team as a freshman. But guys, don't be surprised if he gets some meaningful reps this season. Mm-hmm. Every time he's out there, he's showing the moment isn't too big for him. Okay, so so Justin, I'm going to strongly disagree with you on that. I'm going to super agree with you on that. I'm not going to agree with. I'm not going to disagree. I'm going to super agree on everything you just saying. Let me say this about him and Milro, all three quarterbacks. Number one, Ty Simpson. He is a smart kid. Amazing upside. He's a pure passer. His ball looks amazing. He just has to go through what Milro went through and all the other quarterbacks went through, which are quarterback growing pains. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Jalen Milro, this dude is an absolute freak. And I'm talking about he is a pure baller. Wherever you put him on that field and he learns the position, he is going to kill it no matter what it is. It just that's just what it is. His upside is higher than anybody's on that team. Dylan Lonergan, only thing I can say about him is that dude looked like he'd been here before. He looked like he already been in the SEC. By far, he is the, the most poised that I've seen. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And and the, the bottom line, and y'all heard it here first. Y'all better watch out for that white boy. That boy can play. <laughs> That's true. You better That's watch true. out for him. I'm telling you now. because I mean, we all, we was all high on Ty Simpson. I was like, okay, I, I like him. I like him. But nobody was talking. And Dylan, Dylan again, like, look, apparently y'all 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 must have forgot about the white knight that's what his name gonna be that's what we gonna give y'all y'all heard Dylan first, uh, <laughs> nickname the white knight trust me when i tell you he's, he's gonna charging. be that guy he's gonna be that guy you heard it here first on the bama standard he's she's charging through steven like you said it kind of has a feel of Tua Tagovailo when he first came in Folks, before y'all get bent out of shape, I'm not saying he's going to be the next Tua Tagovailoa, nor do I say that his skill set isn't strong. It just has the, the similarities there. But Justin, but Justin, but Justin, but Justin, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Steve, but Justin, you can't compare because he does look just as comfortable as Tua did. Uh, we, we will say that. We can say that. We can all agree on that one. He might not be Tua, but he looks just as comfortable as Tua did when Tua stepped into the game and won that national championship. He does look comfortable now. He look good. Even? He, he, in, in other words, Dylan, Dylan is like this. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Coach Saban, they said I can't do it. Coach Saban, hold my beer. That's what he's doing. <laughs> hold <Yep>. my beer. <laughs> Watch this. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensively, I look good out there also. Uh, Coach, Coach Saban talked about it. A lot of big runs from the running backs. You know, the offensive line play. Well, we did not see Justice Haynes. Of, 
Now, the freshman's been dealing with a quad contusion, a small quad issue. So he'll, he'll be back in practice before you know, the season opener. But you got, you got three running backs that can all pass protect. Jace McClellan can pass protect. Rodell Williams can pass protect. Jam Miller can pass protect. Richard Young is a talented athlete. Now, he's mm-hmm. a bit behind because someone wrongly. But Richard Young, a talented athlete. But what I was proud of, guys, the receivers, fewer drops today. Oh, yeah. Fed it. They're playing faster. They're playing with confidence. They're playing with a little bit more juice to them, which that has helped the quarterback room. The receivers, fewer drops today. Okay, so, uh, guys, I got to ask you all this. Uh, you're running back for this, for this, um, for this year. Who, who do you think is going to be? Who, who's going to be that guy? Who do Man, you think is going to be that? I, I got mine. I, I got one too, and I'm glad you backed up to cover that because there's a name right now that's being said a lot more than the others. Not to take anything away from anyone at all. I love Jace McClellan. I think he's going to be the lead horse. But I'm hearing things that Jam Miller, he's showing out. I'm, I'm, no, Justin, Justin, Justin. Listen, we're gonna have to have a conversation. No, we're gonna have to have a conversation about this, Justin. You're wrong as hell. Because in, in in my mind, I'm thinking you just stole that from me. I, I was gonna say Jam Miller. <laughs> <laughs> but everything I'm being told is he is next level type of a player. And he's shown it every day in practice. Last last uh scrimmage, what he had an 80, 85 yard touchdown, Stephen. Is that right? And yeah. then here today, he, he's still doing this thing. It reminds me of a faster, maybe even bigger Bobby Humphrey. Mm. He's, the, he's, he's a guy who can pop off real quick. And I think he kind of gets lost in the bunch because we have the talented athletes back there. Right. I, I'll say this. I'll say this. I look at I look at Jam Miller. J, Jam Miller to me is kind of a unique mixture of Mark Ingram, Josh Jacobs. Wow. When I I watch Jam, he's got the shiftiness of Ingram, like the subtle shiftiness and bounce and twitch of Ingram, but the pinball contact balance ability of Josh Jacobs. Mm. So, so you know what? Y'all, y'all can curse me out, go off on me, call me stupid, but y'all not going to believe this. Our running back room is so deep. I didn't hear anything about Jam Miller until this year. I didn't even know he was on the team. Well, it, it's true. The depth is insane. And now we have somebody even know who knows how was. to utilize it. I didn't know who he was, guys. I promise you. So y'all, y'all can charge that to my head and not my heart. I did not even know who he went. When I first heard him, I'm like, who the hell is Jam Miller? And I and I went in my my my, my I went in my little roller decks and my thesaurus and all that. And I was like, huh? <laughs> nice. So yeah, so yeah, so that's that's a good look, man. So so what about the other quarterbacks? What how did Ty do today? I mean, Ty, Ty had I mean Ty, Ty had some good moments out there. It's just with Ty, it's still for him, it's that consistency of putting the ball where it needs to be at like every single time or almost every single time. So Okay, Ty, wow. So Ty Ty had some good moments, but when when you look at just Jalen Milrow. He's got the entire team. Okay. And you can just tell the jump of improvement he has made with uh, looking through looking through each read. Like his eyes, Milro is taking his eyes, and he's going from option one to option two to option three. Okay, I like this. Let the ball go. 
Well, I, I hope I hope to God that he was not done looking like he looked on that team photo. I just hope he didn't look like that. But uh, he, he, he was hot. It was hot that day, Steve. He was trying to look okay. mad. It was hot that day. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen that photo, Justin? He looked. He I looked saw awful it. Yeah, he looked awful. It looked, it looked but, like uh the advertisement to that movie Us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but let me speak on 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 again on Ty. The thing is, it's not saying that Ty's not a good quarterback. I just believe, and I've been arguing with fans for the longest. I just think that Ty is going through the same things all our other quarterbacks yeah. went through. And I think that his confidence level is not all the way there like it should be. And that is okay because he's going, he's going through the quarterback woes, the, the ins and outs of learning the position at a college at a college level. There's nothing wrong with that. But I really believe, you know, he's going to be a, a, a good to great quarterback at Bama. But I think that because of what Milro did last year when he was going through the same thing, people stuck with that and kept it in their minds and like, okay, that's, 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 that's what it is. So, you know, in other words, we just got to give our guys patience and, and, and realize even though they make mistakes, they can still grow from season to season to season to season. And this is what Jalen Miro is teaching us all. I, you've, you've, shown, you, you've seen a sample size, and I wasn't ready. Not only that, and I'm not going to even make an excuse about Bill O'Brien because we already know he, he didn't have a kid prepared. This is why most of the fans were saying, like, we didn't want him, but that's another story. But you saw what happened, but this is what happens when you're patient and you grow and you work and you work and you work and you work. So now he's possibly going to be the starting quarterback. But I, I, again, the overall picture is that I'm glad that our QB room is growing and we won't have anything to worry about when it comes to the QB position. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think you're right. I think Ty is going to be a great guy, player once it's his time. It's about – developing that consistency that allows him to excel, but also allowing the game to come to him. And once he does that, he can be a next Alabama great. Well, this shift to the defensive side of the ball, Steven, we talked a little bit yesterday about some of the players that may be at the point in their career where it's time for them to show something. It's now or never. And one of those being Chris Braswell and another being Quandarius Robinson. And you talked to Coach Saban about Quandarius today. He's a guy that I saw in the spring, really liked what I saw, had aggressiveness. And I think he has a chip on his shoulder because I think that uh, he is anxious to show Alabama fans he is going to be known for being more than that guy who messed up against Tennessee on that, uh -huh. that kickoff, that fumble kickoff. But uh, if you would, kind of talk about the conversation you have with Coach Saban uh, concerning Q. Well, Quandarius Robinson is one of those guys that he gets it now. He gets it now. He understands it now. In that outside linebacker room, he's gotten stronger, definitely, in that room. Uh, and he's going to be a guy that will get looked at, that will get reps, that will get opportunities on the field. I know it's going to be tough for him because you're behind Dallas Turner, you're behind Chris Braswell, and those two guys are going to get the bulk of those reps. But Big Q, coming out of Jackson Ogden High School in Birmingham, he brings it out to the table, and he packs it out to the table. I think he's actually gotten even bigger which is scary to think about. So that guy's going to be set to go. I'm happy for Big Q. But who I'm really happy for, guys, Tim King third and came alive. Saban mentioned him. Tim King the defensive line. Tim Keenan. Yeah. Tim Ramsey High School. He's had a really good camp and a really good scrimmage. Gap assignments, he's sound. He, he's, got, he's got a little twitch to him. 
He can rush the quarterback a little bit. Now, his main game is stopping the run. He's going to eat space. He's going to stop the run. But the body transformation that TM Keenan has been on, he's added a little twitch to him. He can get back there and create some havoc. He can get back there and get some sacks back there. So TM Keenan is somebody that's finally coming out there with Jaheim Otis, with Justin Boygby. So here comes TM Keenan. Mm. So, 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 Stephen, um, I was hearing uh, and seeing on these blogs that people was waiting on, is it is his name Tim Smith or another yes. D-lineman? They, they, they were waiting on him to emerge because they said that all the D-linemen were doing great, but he was kind of inconsistent. Do yeah. you have anything to report on him? Hopefully he's, he's uh, you know, getting to a level of consistency. He, Tim, Tim, Smith is, Tim Smith is doing better. The thing with Tim is going to be the assignment, just play into your gap. Play into your gap, play into your assignment. With Tim, a lot of these guys, when they come out as five stars in high school, they feel like I have to do everything. And then when you get to Alabama, it's no, you don't have to do everything. Just do it, just do what we tell you to do. Right, right, That's right. The hardest thing for a lot of these five stars is to go from I was that guy in high school. I had to do everything. And when they come to Alabama, and it's no, you don't. Just follow right. your assignment and you'll be fine. And I think Tim is starting to kind of get the gist of that. It's just the small details tweaking that up. Uh, look, man, you don't have to sack the quarterback, strip the ball, and recover the fumble. Just follow right. your assignment. Just do what you're told. Yeah. That's it. Okay, so so oh, go, I'm sorry, Justin. Go ahead. I'm no, sorry. I was, I was going to piggyback off of what Steven said. The main names Coach Saban is putting out there every week are Justin Aboibi, Jaheim Otis, and now th throwing out – Tim Keenan, and they've been the most consistent guys, guys that we kind of expected to wreak havoc. Justin O'Boyby was having a first-round type of year last year before he had that major injury. Now he's right. back in the lineup, and he's also going to be back in terms of a leadership capacity. So these young guys are going to come up very strong in terms of the front seven. Quay Russell, James Smith having good camps, guys that can really benefit from a guy like Justin O'Boyby. One of the things that I did hear about today was the defensive front was having a tougher time because, like you said, Steve, the offensive lines coming together. They're making life a little bit harder for them today. Big plays were mm. given up. Long runs were given up. I, 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 they were having a tough time getting off their blocks. There's a lot of uh, movement going on, on the offensive line. Save is trying to find that best mixture of five. He's played Tyler Booker on the left guard and some at right guard and some back at left guard. Then he'll move Terrence Ferguson around a little bit. But he'll try a guy at right tackle and then left tackle. So there is depth here being built on this offensive line. I still see it as when you kick off against MTSU, I still look at Booker and Latham to be on that right side and on that left side, more so Proctor and Terrence Ferguson. But Saban is moving a lot of guys. Wolford's moving pieces. They're trying to get the most physically imposing five on the field. Well, you know something, Stephen? I will say that. I will say this. That is that is great news to hear. But I tell you what, the most the most physical we're going to get is when number forty five enters the game on the strong side. Mm. That 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 is a blocking <laughs> machine. I'm a t Steve. That is a grown man. Block. I mean, he was plowing people, plowing. That, people. that, that is my y'all. 
Y'all can say I'm, I was high on. That's the play I'm high on. I love to see Robbie Oost. Uh, and then he is going. I know he has to be an integral part of the run game. He has to be. Well, he no, has no, to no, be. No, no, just that, Steve. It's he's improved also in his pass catching to where he will be a part in the red zone to where if you don't look at him, uh, he'll slip out the H back formation. And find a spot and maybe catch a touchdown pass or two. I don't, don't want to hear that. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to hear that. It it it, it sounds. It, it doesn't sound like the Robbie Oots I'm in love with. I I, I want to see him <laughs> plow people like like he's known to do. And uh, uh, somebody asked a question. And Justin, after this question, I wanna I wanna ask the fans a question too. Is a fun okay. a fun okay. fact, a fun question. Go ahead, sir. Probably one of the most overlooked position groups right now is the secondary guys i think they're just playing extremely well steven how is the secondary looking today how did they improve i'm hearing things about caleb downs and i heard jalen key have themselves a day but what can you tell both us of those, both, both of those two did downs and key i know all the receivers they popped off a bit today trying to show themselves. There were a couple of plays given up by the secondary, but then the secondary bounced back with some pass breakups, interceptions to their own credit. So it, it, it was tit for tat. It was tit for tat. Secondary, iron sharp iron. Se secondary well today, but the receivers, after Coach Saban jumped all down their throat in the first scrimmage, they came back today, really made some catches, really made some plays. So, as Steve mentioned, it was iron sharpening iron. You never want just one side of the ball dominating. You want both sides to have some say. And after the defense did some stuff last week, the offense did some stuff this week. However, the defense did get some sacks. So, mm. talk mm. about you know, the quarterbacks. They, they got sacked sometimes today. So, the defensive line is growing. Freddie Roach is starting to say, hey, let me make this group for real. All right, okay. Steve, you, you had a question for the audience. What, what do you got for these fine folks in our chat? Okay, so so it it goes back to Dylan Lonergan. We have to we have to we have to pose this question, at least I do since I'm the star of the show. Uh so this is my segment. We I have a question, and you guys have to get in the comments and answer and let us know. Should Dylan Lonergan's name nickname be the White Knight, or should it be Coach? Hold my beer. Which one should it be? Coach I, I, I like Coach Hold My Beer. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you like, Stephen? Hey, I I I'm feeling Coach Hold My Beer. Yeah. That's that's hold on, hold on. But look. Coach, hold, coach, hold my Heineken. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh, uh. It gotta be a cheap beer. It has to be a cheap beer. Let's blue ribbon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's a country boy, he's a country boy, so it gotta be, it gotta be, yeah, a Schaefer, uh, uh, you know, something, yeah. you know. <laughs> Natty yeah, Light. So, so, yeah, so fans, we need to know, y'all, y'all, y'all want the White Knight, or do y'all want Coach Hold My Beer? Y'all, 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 chime in in the comments, let us know. But that's that's Man. where I got Dylan Larnigan. We got a lot of Coach Hold My Beer in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that's a nil uh, <laughs> brilliance right there. <laughs> Coach, hold my beer. Wow, we, we got we got a lot of hold my beer. Uh, uh, <laughs> man, we got a lot of hold my beer. Hold oh, my wow. pass from Jason Bernard. 
<laughs> and Wait, God, not only that, y'all named the y'all named the beer. Name what beer? I'm gonna say slips. <laughs> <laughs> say red dog. I can answer this question from ELM right here. Uh, are they more focused, not getting necessary penalties? They're more focused. They're a lot more focused. We didn't I didn't hear a lot of those unnecessary penalties today. Uh, from Coach Saban. So whatever Kevin Steele is doing, uh, Tommy Reese also, it's working. It's working. There was not a lot of those unnecessary penalties there. And going back to the ELM stall and the receivers, they stepped up today. Mm. Stepped up. Fewer drops. Not a lot of drops. Guys were holding on the ball. A lot of great catches were made out there. A lot of plays were made out there. Uh, Saban said this right here. He said, we are playing with more confidence at receiver. We're playing faster. Our passing game knows what it's doing. Mm. Our passing game knows what it's doing. This is for the quarterbacks right now. So it seems to me Tommy Reese has gotten the full gist of we're not going to change the Alabama offense, but we are going to we are going to implement some things. We're going to play with a whole lot of confidence. Though the whole idea is we're going to pound the ball. We are wow. football. That's awesome. So so is it safe to say that Tommy Reese and uh Kevin Steele is literally bringing us back to Alabama football to what it should be? Yeah. 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 And, and Steve, I'll echo that sentiment with prior to the final scrimmage, there was a picture on social media. If y'all didn't see the picture, I think it was at the Monday or Tuesday's practice. The entire defense came on the field in a circle. And mm -hmm. Steve was in the middle of the circle. And I'm like, oh, whoa. And the, one of the first players in line on that defense was Caleb Downs. And I'm like, Kevin Stilson to unleash the dogs. Somebody send me that picture. Somebody send me that picture. I need, uh, I need that in my life. Like, it looks like a scene out of 300. It, we'll take a Justin, few more it questions. Was, Justin, it was a scene out of 300. <laughs> Like oh, wow. Downs is front and center in the photo. I'm like, good God. We'll take a <laughs> few more questions from the audience before we close up shot. The first one comes from Sean Bills. Any news on Sean Murphy, our linebacker? Having a good camp. I, I think I think Murphy could be used a lot in those third down pressure packages because of his speed. Very, very quick linebacker. I think in those third down <laughs> pressure looks. We can see Sean Murphy and Justin Jefferson, both of them. Uh, they're both quick off the draw, quick off the edge, hitting gaps. You can see both of those two right there. But Sean Murphy has had a really good camp. Mm. Question for the panel from Nick Saban Jr. Wait a minute. What position group do you think will become the unsung hero of this team? I choose tight ends because they are a huge uh, something in the offensive line and receiving game. I, I like the tight end room. I like what Amari Nyblak's been doing. CJ Dupree, Robbie Oots, all those guys. I like the tight end room. But I'm, I'm going to say this. I think the unsung hero is going to be our specialist this year. James Burnup is mm. really punting that ball this year. I'm, he wow. ain't J.K. Scott with it, but he booming at 50 yards. <laughs> Like James Burnham is flipping at 50 yards, folks. He's made a lot of improvement. He's a lot more comfortable with his foot, with his leg. 
Uh, I look at the specialist, Jay. I look at the specialist, James Burnup in particular. I my uh, my unsung hero is going to be the entire defense, uh, and I think people are going to. I'm I'm going to tell you when when people are going to start saying what the f is when our defense imposes its will on Texas. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. I like that. People that, are still coming on the beer. Steve, <laughs> <laughs> you have started a trend, brother. I don't know if we have got a recap show or an AA meeting. <laughs> hey, man, what they saying, since, since, since trends are being started, I'm going to say this, too. Let's start this trend. People who are here, tell your friends that know friends that know friends that have the Internet and that are on YouTube to make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Trust me, we are the most entertaining all things Bama and more podcast. You heard it here first. Yeah, we talk about Bama and more. We're gonna next we're gonna be talking about, you know, the fight I had with my baby mama, which I lost. We talk about everything, but we specifically <laughs> talk about Bama football and more, and you get it only here. Yeah, we hang out. So y'all make sure y'all subscribe to our channel and keep coming on uh our guy, uh hold my beer, Larnia. <laughs> and I'll take this opportunity to remind everybody in the audience, September 1st at 7 p.m. at the Bryant Museum, the Bama Standard will be live for the Middle Tennessee State game doing our thing. Everybody get there. This plat this pack the place out, folks. Show up and show out that September 1st at 7 p.m. The Bryant Museum. Dexter Wright's got a question before we start to close things out. Who's the main leader on the defense that can walk the walk and talk the talk? Okay, I'll take that. There's not no one guy, Dexter Wright. They've all taken the accountability for this. There's no one guy. There's no one guy. Justin Boydby is doing it. Uh, you got Dallas Turner is doing it. Kool-Aid McKinstry is doing it. Um, I mean, my goodness. Malachi Moore is doing it. Everybody on this defense is taking leadership. Everybody. I mean, every single – Deontay Lawson's doing it. Every mm -hmm. single soul on this defense has taken that accountability. I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's not just Will Anderson help us out here. No, Dallas Turner speaking, uh, Deontay Lawson speaking, Justin Boygby speaking, Malachi Moore speaking, Kool-Aid McKinstry speaking, everybody talking. Everybody talking. Everybody flying the ball, and the leader of all of this is Kevin Steele with the voice and the energy and the discipline, but as everybody wanting to go out there and smack somebody's teeth out their mouth. So, hey, wow, well, you know, something though, Stephen, we are all high on Kool Aid, and yes, I've, I've given Kool Aid a hard time, I must admit, but I have to say this, Kool Aid, I'm going to put you to a challenge. Uh, you might you might get some of your your shine stolen, sir, because Terion Arnold is coming on. Say this: He has had a phenomenal camp. Coach mm -hmm. David mentioned playing with a lot more maturity, making a lot of big plays. Terion's popping, folks. I, I I'm just saying this secondary, this secondary, and, and especially, and especially. Especially if Malachi Moore ends up at nickel and your two safeties are well, well now if not, not, not Malachi, if 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 Earl Little ends up at nickel, 
Mm-hmm. Two safeties are Malachi and King of Downs. Game over. Wow. Game over. Hey, I have a, I have a question, Justin. Listen, man. Uh, I know we have to go, but it seems to me, and I, I have a radio interview. I'm down here for a lot of there, by the way. I got a show tonight, but you know what? We're having a good time, and the fans look like they are really enjoying this. Let's give them five, ten more minutes, man. They're asking questions. Can we do that? Absolutely. Hey, as far as that, that's if Stevens' air don't go out in his car, you know, his air be running out of minutes. <laughs> look, 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 look. I, I just put a whole new filter in this car. This air is blowing great. Okay, yeah, because last time his air ran out of minutes, and we don't want that to happen again. <laughs> He, yeah. He's actually stealing Wi-Fi from our car at Tuscaloosa Toyota right now. That's not his car. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 actually, I'm actually stealing Miss Terry's Wi-Fi. Oh wow! You want to say oh wow? So, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you, and this is the question of all questions for me. We talked about the receivers and Jermaine Burton, my guy. Uh, he was saying he wanted to be a leader and he wanted to do all this. Please, Jesus, how did he do today? Better, a lot better, a lot better. There is a God. There is a God. Better, a a lot better for Jermaine Burton. I was, I was on pins, I was on pins like you, Steve. Like, please say, but don't, don't, don't say he dropped the ball. Okay, so, so, so he didn't. So, so after the scrimmage, he didn't shoot a bird or slap any fans. He just went to the locker room, right? Actually, he went to get him a meal and he went home. Cool. Well, hey, that's, we that's growth. That's that's growth. That's right growth. There. <laughs> that's growth. Hey, hey, hey! Look, he, he, he got he got him a cheeseburger and he went home. That's that's all we need. That's all we need from him. That's cool. Uh, and I will tell you, in terms of the secondary, Kool Aid did have a very good day. Matter of fact, he had a strip fumble for a touchdown. Oh wow! Okay, fans want to know. Well, Eric D wants to know: Is Kendrick Law still getting the ball? He's a guy who's been turning heads here in the fall camp. He is is still getting the ball. My my main thing of Kendrick Law is: I know Saban told me that he's being way involved on kick return, and that's cool. But I want to see Kendrick Law in this offense in, in a strong way this season. That guy's a that guy's a dog. Like he goes after it. Kendrick mm. Law goes after it. He takes no punches from nobody. Uh, I, I, I want to see more Kendrick Law in this offense. You know, it seems. I'm sorry, Justin. Go ahead. Uh, I've asked the members of our audience to give us some bold predictions for this season. They've already started pouring in. Ben Edwards' bold prediction: Bama wins every game by two plus touchdowns. I'm being serious. James Knox. Jaquincy Kool-Aid Ministry will deliver big time this season. From Dustin Gleaton, Alabama is going to the national championship. Narad, mm-hmm. I think Dan Lewis is going to be a big problem. So yeah, that good, good, good assessments there, folks. You know what, man? I I I've been saying this, and it, it, to me, it seems like this this offense is going to be so balanced. You don't know who will hurt you. You don't know who's going to be the one to hurt you. It might be somebody that you least suspect. And that's, this is what I'm loving to see in this offense. All right, so Ben Edwards says Marvin Collins is lifting ways to interrupting somebody right now. <laughs> <laughs> His reputation perceives Somebody him. screenshot that. <laughs> Here, here's I one we'll tackle. 
here's one we'll tackle before we start to wrap things up. And Corey Lewis, and this is something I've been harping on and getting uh, in very well a lot of arguments with here recently. Do you feel this defensive line is going to be better under Freddie Roach? I absolutely do think they're going to be better. I think that Freddie Roach was handcuffed severely by Pete Golding, especially with his schemes and and personnel decisions. I feel like this year we get to see what the real Freddie Roach is about. Yeah. It's now. I mean, for, for, for Freddie, it's now. And Freddie knows it's now. For Freddie, it's now. He knows it's now. And I, I think and I, I think the beauty of this all is, guys, is that the same thing with the leadership thing. It's not just one guy. On the defensive line, I think it's just, just going to be one guy. I think we're going to see several guys in this defensive line step up and do things. Like one mm. day it's gonna be probably Jaheim Otis. The next day it's gonna be Justin Boygby. But next day it may be Tim Keenan. Like we're gonna see different guys have their say on this defensive line this season. Wow. You know something? I I I I I unjustly um judge Freddie Roach now simply because he is a was a bona fide linebacker, and I just didn't see linebackers uh coaching a D-line. But then again, Freddie Roach knows football. And then mm -hmm. it goes back to what you, you're saying or what you said before, Justin. And I, I'm I'm on board with you when you said that maybe it was Pete Golding handcuffing him and he couldn't do what he really wanted to do because the Freddie Roach I know as a, as a linebacker, he was in a he was a super aggressive linebacker. Yeah. He would come up and lay the wood. And I, I, I just didn't see why he wasn't, you know, but then again, it all makes sense. You know, you you have to do what the defense coordinator asks or whatever, whether, you know, so I get it now. But I'm a, I'm a Freddie Roach fan, and, and we're going to see this year. We're going to see. Uh, Eric D is going along with what we talked about from Quandarius Robinson earlier. He will lead the team in sacks. That's a great prediction there. He looked like the stud in the A-Day game. No doubt, no doubt. Well, folks, we got to start to close things up. Before I do that, I'm going to let you two tell us what you got coming up next. For those in Fort Lauderdale, Steve, how can they find you? Are the tickets available? What's going on tonight? Well, I got a big show at the Dania Beach Casino, believe it or not. It's a really big hall, uh, like a thousand-seater. I'm headlining. Uh, tickets are going fast. So if you're here in Fort Lauderdale, the Dania Beach area in Miami, come on down. Come see your boy. If you got Bama gear, bring it on. Yeah, because I'm going to have mine. And there it is, man. And then, uh, of course, I'm, I'm looking forward to the live show and meeting y'all, man. It's going to be great. Just want to be filling y'all in more on that before we get out of here. But, hey, man, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, I'm, I'm happy and excited about the news we got today. Absolutely. Steven Smith, uh, you're never a man who rests. What you got coming up? Well, I mean, we, we're 14 days to the Alabama football season. We know Monday, in my own words, folks are going to be talking about the scrimmage and who did what, how they do it, did anybody improve? So we'll be getting into that conversation right there. It's going to be fun. And, uh, I mean, folks, it 14 days. Like, what's, what's crazy, Will Anderson got a strip sack in preseason today. I saw that. I saw that. I, I mean, saw Will that. Got, got a strip sack in preseason. DeMarco Helms got his second pick in the NFL preseason. So we got some guys in the NFL doing business. Yeah. As expected. Hey, folks, we greatly appreciate you jumping in this live that we did without any kind of <laughs> heads up. But, you know, we did our thing today. Really excited to always share news. And as Steve mentioned, September 1st at Bryant Museum, the Bryant Museum. 
I got to put that D in front of it to give it some yeah. impact, some power. Thanks mm-hmm. to Miss Olivia Arnold. We'll, we will be there at 7 p.m. doing our thing. We need all of you right now and all your friends to be there packing it out. We'll be there all weekend. Steve will be going around asking questions from fans, so we're going to have a lot of fun with that. We'll also be at the game that night, so feel free to hang out with us in the stands. But until then, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Show mm-hmm. us how much you love us because we love you guys. I couldn't do it without you. But until next Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern, that'll do it for us, the Bama Standard. Roll tight, everybody. Hey, and listen, come see us at the Brown Museum and be sure to bring some cheap beer on behalf of Lonergan. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs>